What's good, what's good, what's good, y'all? I'm going to let some of the La Familia come on into the show. Make sure y'all subscribe to the channel. This might be the last show for a little while, man. Your boy about to go right back on vacation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Share the show. Show love to the show. I know y'all seen them Vols pull that wind off, man. Y'all see the T behind me, the helmet behind me. Them boys put in plenty of work. But on this episode, we got to talk about a few things. Like, we got to talk about the disrespect of the founders of hip-hop. We got to talk about some financial literacy that Jay-Z was given that some young lady broke down. You know what I'm saying? She broke down the game. I got some of my songs of the week. And just some of the few topics, man. People calling other artists and individuals trash, but first of all, I want to get into the game. You know it's Saturday. Let me make sure I got the phones hooked up to the Bluetooth in case anybody want to call in. Yeah, I got the vibes going. So, that football game, Tennessee has lost 16 of the last 18 games against the Florida Gators. 16 of the last 18. By them losing that many games, it's like kind of crazy to me, real talk. It's real crazy to me because Tennessee has, like, a big boy program. If you ain't from there, you know this is a nationwide show. If you ain't from there, you might not know how big of a program it is. And it's like, it's so big, man, that (laughs) – pause. It's so big that, in all reality, they got all the money they need, all the investments they need to be successful. For real, real talk. And – by them having all of that, they should be in winning by now. Like, I'm glad to see them ranked number 11. And after they win this game, they should be ranked higher than that. My boy T. Reezy was at the game. Salute to you, boy. I know uh, Gator fans don't feel no type of way about them losing because they've been winning for so long. They've been winning for so long against the Vols. But as a Vols fan, this is a great to see. Hendon Hooker, man, if he ain't up for the Heisman, then – it's, it, they should be ashamed of that of that whole situation because the boy got over 1,200 yards in four games already. No picks. All those touchdowns, all those crucial plays that he's been making. And it's just great to see Tennessee back into the forefront of sports and doing their thing the way they're doing it. And I'm just happy. Real talk, I'm happy about that. And uh, I'm happy to see that. The offense is unstoppable. But one thing that I noticed watching that game is that their defense is – their defense ain't all that, dog. For real, they got to step their uh, defensive line up because the defensive line wasn't getting no pressure on the running game, wasn't getting no pressure on the quarterback. And they could have lost that game if them boys would have just kept running that football like that. They was killing that clock, man. They was killing the clock, knocking the clock down and – by them doing that, they was giving Tennessee less opportunities to be on the field. You know what I mean? And uh, if y'all want to call into the show, y'all see the number at the bottom, 704-968-8917. Take them to school. We about to take them to school with a couple of topics. I know I'm talking college football right now, but we're going to get into the hip-hop discussion here in a minute. But another thing that I noticed, Clemson ain't the powerhouse that they used to be. Clemson is nowhere near the powerhouse that they used to be. And – uh. Another thing I want to highlight on this episode or whatever is Jack Boy. Y'all done seen Jack Boy on a lot of shows with me. 
Y'all done seen Jack Boy in a lot of conversations on the podcast with me. He releasing his third installment to Money Talking. The first one was Money Talking, and then it was still Money Talking. Now it's forever Talking Money. So his album is coming out soon. We, it's in the mastering process right now and getting mixed and everything, and it's going to be a phenomenal project, man. But I know y'all probably at home watching them games right now. Y'all like, why Trev on the pile right now, man? Why are you on the pod talking to talk? Well, I just got to give y'all some content. And this week, it was a lot of stuff going on. And we, we just got to break it down, man. Academics, he said some, some crazy things about the founders, man. He really did. That's what it is. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. Them old rappers, man, them niggas. Bro, have you seen any of these old rappers who be like, yo, they're the foundation of hip-hop really living good? Them niggas be looking really dusty. I kid you not. And none of y'all try to cover me because I don't fuck with y'all niggas either. So I'm just gonna tell y'all the truth. Y'all be looking like every time they be like an old old nigga talking about hip hop, you be like, yo, bro, you sure you invented this? Because everybody else living better than you. Facts. Before I get into my rebuttal about uh, him disrespecting the founders of hip hop, I want to say that the youth don't respect the creativity of hip hop. The youth respect the financial gain a lot of people are not even in hip-hop for the creative process a lot of people are involved in hip-hop because they want to make a profitable gain off of it real talk they want to make a profitable gain they ain't looking forward to mm, i don't even know who that is mad Nan, thank you for the comment man he said act is a clown he's a part of what's wrong with the culture Hey, I like some of academics content, man. I do. I listen to him. He be talking crazy. But sometimes, man, the people that be on podcasts and be speaking, they be speaking to get attention. They don't really be meaning what they saying. And by them not meaning what they saying, they just say anything to get people's attention, to get people involved in what they saying. A lot of, of the founders have rebuttal to what academics were saying on that uh on that little piece that I just played, because he called the founders of hip hop dusty. <laughs> Who was that, man? Who was that? Uh, I see it say Facebook user say he's back. That's a fact, man. I had to come back, take him to school, talk about the Vols, and talk about this topic where academics called the founders of hip hop dusty. We got to realize, man, we got to talk about the financial part of hip hop because early on in those days, those people didn't have that opportunity to. They didn't have that opportunity to make a financial gain off of hip hop. It was just something like, you know, in the park when we created 21, when we was creating those games, we wasn't thinking about the the financial structure yet of those games. We wasn't thinking about that. We was just thinking about having a good time, doing something that we love to do. And by him dissing the founders, the people who created the culture, who created, it's not even a culture now, and it's really just a genre of music. Hip-hop is the culture, so the financial part is separate from the culture. And by it being separate, like, we can't look at people like, I seen Rakim, the boy, teeth down bad, man. He made platinum records, hot albums. But who took advantage of those artists in those early days? Who took advantage of those people and made it to the point to where they are struggling today? (sighs) Real spill. Hey, man, let me... Make sure I make the people aware in the Facebook group, 
in the, on the Instagram or where that I'm live. So they can call into the show. I got a few people that I wanted to talk to, man, that I wanted to converse with. That's the only reason I went live. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Madman said, clock chasing at his finest. And he also says, I don't care if y'all come after me. Expecting an uproar He did say that fam Call it to the show If you if you wanna uh, get your piece across man You see the number scrolling at the bottom man Because I need some help With, with the constituents With the La Familia About this topic Because Fat Joe respond A lot of people from New York Responded to that When I think about it Like I think about The Big Daddy Canes The KRS-1s man Who didn't get the reap to, to reap the reward as these new artists come in the game and they instantly reap a reward from something that was created by the founders. That's like when you think of it in sports, these people wouldn't be getting these massive contracts if Jordan didn't pave the way for the financial benefit of it. Real talk, man. He he paved the way for the financial benefit of it. But I'm going to play somebody response and I find this person very credible. And this person spoke in a peacely manner, and he said some things that was valuable. Let me explain something to you um, and, and, and say this for you guys. Don't confuse someone's ability to develop a business model. Don't conflate. In other words, don't think just because somebody knows how to get money or fails to get money that they didn't make a contribution to the culture. No one discusses Miles Davis's bank account. We don't talk about John Coltrane's bank account. We don't talk about a lot of even rock musicians, a lot of them. We don't talk about their bank accounts. A lot of great country artists, we don't talk about their bank accounts. Um, this idea that you have to have money or else you don't have any value is a bad idea and it's a it's a it's a it's kind of like it's a misinformed way of looking at the world and the so basically what L saying to me and what I'm I'm taking from that is that people only see value in money they don't see value in the thing that's being created that we enjoy so if money wasn't attached to it well, some of these people that's involved in it even be involved in it in the way that they're involved in it. That's crazy, man, when you think about it. Because hip-hop, to me, what I think about hip-hop is elements to hip-hop. And since DJ Academics, no diss to Academics, man, I don't diss folks, but since DJ Academics called the founders Dusty. So when we think about what hip-hop originally is, it's breakdancing, it's graffiti, and it's DJing. So by it being those three things, when we think of DJ Academics, we think of his YouTube shows. We think of his Twitch shows. We think of uh, Everyday Struggle. He has never been a part of the culture in any of those ways, in any of those elements. Because if you could show me a video where he's DJing, man, I would love to see it. Put the link in the comment section. Because he's not even involved in hip-hop to the point to where he can say that hip-hop people are dusty. That's total disrespect from somebody who isn't even contributing to the culture. And a lot of people like to throw a word, uh, throw around the word coon. If you're throwing around the word coon, 
and you don't know what a coon is, then you a coon. But the definition of coon is a person that speaks on the culture but doesn't contribute to the culture. That's crazy. If everybody's rapping like Future, mm-hmm. we getting money and paid. But out of that budget, out of the $500 million this one label made, take $50 million of that. Create a label up at Universal, up at Def Jam, up at Bad Boy Records, up at No Limit Records. Create a, all the money they make. They talk. They always talk about how much record. Take $50 million of that. Create a label. Where you spending 50 Look, the, the record that's playing now Because of the attitude of acceptance That's what you're supposed to do now That's yeah. how you do it It's done made it easy But you take 50 million You create the labels where you tell the artists coming in there No cursing, no disrespect woman We need to hear some more around the way girls like LL mm. When LL signed with Def Jam Nobody was in his ear telling him Make records without calling bitches and hoes Yeah, yeah He was 16 years old he chose to do that. So what's happening now with our culture of hip hop, we are destroying the potential of the young boys and girls in our generation. But what would you say to people like Ken like people like Kendrick and who he influences and stuff and J. Cole? Clint Kendrick and- is influenced by NWA and Jay-Z and all of that. Yeah. But look what they're doing. They're doing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. How they want to do it. So Jake Holden became a millionaire not playing the um the cookie cutter role. Yeah. Yeah, that's Isn't true. that an example for the labels that now say it's a, 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 and the ageism thing is this. They think, man, if we put dollars into what Jay Cole is doing, that's doing what we did back in the day. I'm not old school. I'm not back in the day. Motherfucker, I'm eternal. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> that's true, man. He is an eternal. He is an eternal artist. He will be remembered forever because of DMC. What they did. Run DMC did a lot for the culture. But Madness said the term for culture is used too loosely nowadays. Majority of these people take from the culture. That's true, man. They take from the culture. They don't add anything to the culture. And I'm a rebuttal to what uh, DMC just said where he, he was like, people in hip hop. Like the labels, basically. That's that is straight facts what he was saying. The late it's facts, but why like damn, why we gotta depend on the labels, dog? Why we depending on them? Because if it's our culture, we can stray away from the money completely and create our own lane. That's the same thing I'm saying what about what's going on in the NBA right now with uh LeBron James and Chris Paul, they like of the what is it the the part of the league where they get the money together and all of that. They they play a part and a role in that part of the NBA, and we need some some vocal people. We need like a council for hip hop. We need like a a way that people can look out for the founders. They why hip hop don't got four hundred one k. Hip hop don't got a retirement fund to where people are going to be able to retire and people put their life on the line for the culture. It's just crazy. And then if you think about it now, a days, a lot of individuals previously early on in the culture, 
they didn't have access to the knowledge that we have now. They didn't have hands-on, easy, pick it, pick up your phone, and you got access to all the knowledge in the world. By them not having access to all that knowledge and stuff, we can't blame them for failing, man. A lot of people failed, so these artists and stuff can succeed today, man. The information, for real, the information is hands-on. Younger generation, they they have they have the information, right? Because it's at their fingertips, right? And they 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 are bold, right? Because they they believe they have more information than us at that time. And mm-hmm. what in, in some ways they do, you know. But information without understanding is nothing, right? Because on the, on the, on a cigarette box, it has this can kill you, and people still smoke. So it's not just information. Got to be understanding of information and who is coming from. <clears throat> Hove always giving game that goes over a lot of people's head, goes over a lot of artists' head, goes over a lot of people's head that I converse with on a daily basis because they be too caught up into the the secret society stuff and the Illuminati stuff and Jay-Z sold his soul to obtain those type of riches, though. But he's a very knowledgeable man, and it, it comes out on his lyrics. It really does. It comes out in, in his lyrics, not on his lyrics. Somebody calling into the pod, man. Was you calling into the pod, La Familia? Oh, no. Are you recording now? I mean, that's why I was going to see if you were still recording. I said you took it down. Oh, I'm live. I'm live right now. You on the pod oh, right snap. now. You on the pod oh, right on. now, family. Well, let's get it done then, player. Yeah, yeah. I was I was talking about the game. I was talking about financial literacy and hip-hop because, you know, uh, I don't know if you know, but academics called the founders of hip-hop Dusty. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I've seen where... Uh, and I seen where your boy uh, Russell Simmons responded. Uh, talk to me. Yeah, I seen. I seen. I seen where LL Cool J. You know, he got in too. But think about it though. He and like one thing the academics said that made a lot of sense though. Trail is that he said that the 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 old guy back in the day was probably the dumbest rappers alive. Uh, how how can we perceive them to be the dumbest though, Troy? Because they was getting screwed with no Vaseline on all them contracts. That's true. The young boys nowadays can get these things that they were trying to attain back in the day mm-hmm. on their own if they but yeah. if they get the if they get the, the the notarized song. Yeah, that's true. They can get they can. Get you get a band. song that pops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep going, fam. I'm, I'm I'm liking where you're going. No, you said they they get the bag and what? They get the bag, but the information is hands on for them nowadays. Can we blame? The 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 artists coming from the hood, coming from the gutter. It, yeah, we can. It, it's their fault. Yeah, the, it is their fault. But the information about the contracts and stuff wasn't so easily accessible back in those days. That, that's true. But I tell you one thing, though. We so we got to give honor what honors due. They laid the roadmap to show how you can get played. That's true, right? That's true. And how you can get screwed and get done, and how you can get things on your own. Mm-hmm. That's one thing they did do. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, it's, it's still a place. You know what I do reckon. What I do like about the past, though, though, is the fact that um, they 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 didn't complain a lot so much like they do now. Mm. So you know they don't complain. If you sign the deal, yeah. you sign the deal. You deal with it. You got to complete it. You got to complete it. You sign a deal. You got to. If you're going to sign a thirty year term <laughs> and get played on your deal. Finish, finish it out. Remember back in the day when you have a five-year thing going on, mm-hmm. that's why they had so many, you know, 
re-releases or compilations yeah. on albums or where like, you know, or side or side B or the B side of stuff to, because they still come as an album. To restructure the contracts. To restructure the contract. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you be giving game, Troy. Everything everything has its place. And what Russell what Russell did, you know, like he like he said, you know, give you gotta show respect to those folks because they actually put it the game on for you. Mm-hmm. They put it right in your hands. He even gave he even gave game and put game in people Facebook. Russell Simmons sold the company. Now this man, what's your, like I know we know about capitalism and money and stuff though, but it does it come a time to where black folks need to just keep something? You know what, dog? Before I go to that, mm-hmm. one thing Russell made a very clear point which really hit home for me. It's when he said, how many millionaires have you made? Mm. Now, that said a lot. Mm. How many people have you put on? Zero. And when you think about it, when he, yeah, he, now, then I had to go back and rethink about academics have put people on through his commentary, you know, through his, because if they weren't talking about, he wasn't talking about them, they wasn't heard about. Shy right. Shy, oh, yeah, exactly. From all those guys, I mean, he was talking about these people having content. So he can probably say, I put a lot of folks on, mm-hmm. but how many people has he put on from his organization? Mm-hmm. You know, so to answer your question in regards to business are created to be sold, man. Yes. That vision, business are created to be sold. And if, in top, and if you don't sell it in time, you all the time run it into the ground. And you lose the value when you should have sold you it at its value. peak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So promise up. I remember one time I had a company that I had created, uh, had a, you know, we had a wireframe set up for, for like what the website would do and all this other stuff. And this guy came to me and said, this cause this is my first company I ever had. Talk this guy said, I like it. I'll give you a hundred grand for it right now for 95% of the owners of the company. I said, heck no, this company is worth millions and millions of all this. You know, I went through the, remember that Adrian when Steve came to me and said, I give you a hundred thousand dollars for this company right now for 95% ownership. Uh-huh. I said, but no, nah, then I'd be working for you. And this is what I didn't understand. And he the one guy that taught me, you always going to have a boss. See, when we go into ownership for ourselves, we think that we the boss. And we don't have to answer nobody. But guess what? When you have customers, they are actually the boss. That's true. The client, the customer. Every time I hear somebody say that they the boss of something, I think of that, fam. I think that's the, that, but that's a fact, though. You're on the right mind, Frank. Mm-hmm. The client is always the person that you're serving. You're of service to Exactly. The yeah, exactly. So, but guess how much that company worth now, though, Trill? Talk to me. Zero. But <laughs> that company now is worth nothing because I had to close it down because it wasn't doing nothing. Uh, and and I could have sold it for a hundred grand and still had five percent. And still, but line just, I would have sold it to them all together for hundred grand today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But true. the company, so you know, when you uh, one wise guy told me, he said. When you get into the company, always have the end in mind. What would you what be willing to walk away from? So I had a dollar in mind, mm-hmm. and that wasn't five. And that, that when he was talking hundred thousand, wasn't five million. Mm. Mm. But now today, I would give I would give that company away right now for hundred thousand dollars. And you know what's crazy about stuff like that? Because if the company, if he would have took it and elevated it, that five percent could have been that five million or that five. Yeah, million. and I could have bought it back though. It's always golly, but it's about knowledge and about us knowing about what's going on and what's being said because a percent is worth more than nothing. One percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, we don't talk about this before too. It's a whole other thing. 
what good is for you to have all your masters? Nobody know who you are. <laughs> that's that's like Future just did. He so people criticizing Future because he sold his whole catalog from like two thousand and four to two thousand and twenty. But seventy five million dollars ain't a bad bad play for mixtape songs and songs that he and he's still youthful. You know what I mean? Trill, how many songs you think we're gonna be singing in the future in ten? If we do sing one, it's gonna be one that was created last week because I think. What, the reason why people are buying everybody's catalog, Troy, is because at the end of the day, something is about to transfer again in music. You know, we went from records to cassettes to CDs to streaming. Something is about to happen where it, somebody who owns the music is just is just going to be accessed like just straight drop. A hundred thousand songs, her twenty dollars. A hundred thousand songs, stream it because Marquise gave me some game on. Uh, when I played Scarface last week, Scarface was talking about he don't want to rap no more because like the 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 record labels and the the platforms is all in together. And it's like two hundred and eighty eight million people that is subscribed to Spotify at twelve ninety nine, fam. So yeah. that's four billion a month, fam. And they're giving us seventy percent of a penny per stream, so it's profitable. But something is about to change again. I don't know what it is, but I think that's why people are buying folks' catalog. But why is the fact that why are we so upset when black people try to advance? Like we got mad at Bobby Johnson for selling BET, Mm -hmm. but then if nobody looking at BET no more at all, then Bobby John would have like right now who looking at BET? No. Who going to the BT? Who of any caliber of people going to the BT Awards and performing? Beyonce going? No, nobody's going. They, it's all up and coming artists. Right, right. So yeah, exactly. So, so what? What are we going to be mad or pay for Bobby Johnson's information or his bills and stuff when the when it was nothing? Nope. Or do you still at the height of his career? You're gonna look at Bobby Johnson like he's crazy because he needs something from you now. But guess who Bobby Johnson? Bobby Johnson's a billionaire, though I believe. Yeah, he sold BT for a billion or two billion or something. I mean, well, but the fact is, that he, I think he's worth at least one billion right now. Mm-hmm. That's true. And if he's not, he's up in the hundreds of millions. The super hundred. Is he? Is he? Is he complaining? He could create another platform or something. But just nothing. You people be owning stuff, Trill, but they don't own the platforms. That's true. You feel me? Like well, he didn't own Clear Channel or whoever else that that actually provides the. The form that you know, the the thing to get out there to the world. Mm-hmm. He just owned an idea. Mm-hmm. He only owned he owned the channel that he didn't own the actual thing that played the channel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Somebody in the comment section said, "Oh, what's going on, Robert McGee? Man, we we talking to talk, man. My boy Robert, yeah, what's up, Robert? What's going on, Robert? We talking to talk, man. <laughs> Troy giving the game on this financial literacy uh, part. We taking them to school. That's the name of the podcast. Taking them. There's two brothers working it out right now. That's all. That's all the two brothers working it out. But man. Trey, I had to ask you something though. What What is Robert McGee saying in the comment? I'm sorry. He said, "My brothers." That's all he said, fam. But dude, and Robert McGee, I want to ask you this, and, and I want to ask Ben Trevor talking all the time, man. That's why I'm looking forward. Y'all be on the lookout now. Two brothers might be doing an episode or two here coming up. Real, so you know, real. Soon. Let it out the bag. Yeah, but uh. Why do we always have people out? I was looking at a video the other day about the most dangerous places of no-fly zones. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If y'all listen to Charles the White and all them people, he ain't checking in with nobody. I don't blame him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to him. When you start making Be- Be- uh, Bezos check in, then holler at him. 
But why are we always the black folk always talking about where you can and can't go or something that they don't even own? Trail. They ain't a part of no organ no discussion about HOAs or tax reform or anything <laughs> like that. But they can tell you where you can and can't go, but something they don't even own, bro. Why we here? Why, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Not black people. Let's take this back. Social economically challenged individuals. Oh, hooligans. I mean, they're, they're the crispy ones. But I mean, just I mean, what? What? We always talking about. Oh, you know, they, you know, how we was there before too. Claiming blocks. People was claiming blocks. I wasn't claiming on the street, no, but claiming blocks of what? You know, don't come. You can't come through here, man. Man, we ain't even check pay, in. We wasn't even paying rent, there, fam. Wasn't even paying rent. Yeah, rent was free. McGee said we have been systematically programmed. That was his answer to that now, fam. But when do you unplug from the matrix, brother? Some people don't want to continue to further their knowledge, fam. They just content with where they at and 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 being involved in the foolishness. And to answer your question from my perspective, I I don't know if it's still the slave mentality or it's a different form of the slave mentality, but it's crazy, fam, that people claim stuff that they have no ownership to and then tell somebody that looks exactly like them, you can't be here. Yeah, come in. No problem. You can't come in here. You mm-hmm. You can't come. You I got like this. Like you can't you can't come in here. Yeah, that's true. And and, and I don't understand it. Like we're together, we're more powerful, but when we separate each ourselves from each other and 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 don't view ourselves as one we weaken ourselves man and and when you look in the mirror you're weaker than you would be if you embraced your brother you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's true i'm i'm glad I mean, I just say, go ahead now you go ahead fam i'm sorry i cut you off no go ahead dog. go ahead man i, I apologize now, now uh i got something that I, i'm glad that you on the phone right now because have, have you have heard jay-z's verse on dj Khaled album haven't you i did and it was a woman who broke down something about his verse. I hope you can hear this clear. I got to play it while you on the phone. Play it, play it. Let's hear it. Let's, let's break it down together. Because I don't understand it, and, and, and I need your help. I know you more well-versed in this area than me. So check this out, Troy. Okay. Jay-Z's hottest lines in the song God Did Says. I'm at the cap table with the splits is. Not that cap table, boy, we live this. When Jay-Z says cap table, he's talking about a capitalization table, which outlines who owns equity in a business. So if you were to own equity in my company, Empify, you would be on my cap table. He also mentions three billionaires who have truly built their wealth as a result of owning equity in businesses. For example, LeBron James, Nike, Kanye West, Adidas, Rihanna, LVMH, which owns Fenty. Now, in order to really get on a cap table, you want to be an accredited investor. Those are individuals that make at least $200,000 a year or have a million dollar net worth minus their primary home. Now, if you are not a accredited investor, you can also own equity in a business by buying stock in a publicly traded company. If you ever look at a stock chart at the bottom, it'll say market cap, which stands for market capitalization, which is the full value of that company. So you don't have to be a billionaire to move like Jay-Z, but just know that success leaves clues. Follow the blueprint. Follow the blueprint. That's what she said, fam. Did you hear that, Troy? Yeah, I did. I mean, that's just like people telling, you know, somebody may not know they can actually own a house. Mm-hmm. So they automatically think, you know, for me to own a house, I got to be rich or have this and that. And then there's people that still believe. A lot of us don't, a lot of people don't think like it, but still people that believe that. Mm-hmm. So you sit at the cap table because in that same verse he talked about he made billionaires. Yeah, 
He named that Rihanna Yeezy. I mean, yay. And then he said LeBron because he a, he a rock boy or something like that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he, people don't understand. They don't understand that you know these things you can attain, and you don't have to have all. You don't have to have have money to start a company. You don't. You don't have, have to use your own money to start a company. You don't have to have a, a money to even invest in a company that you believe in. Exactly. So accredited investors are people that times, you know, they, they got, like she said, she's breaking down how you got to have certain thresholds of funds because they don't want you to be able to like for a hedge fund. You can't, anyone can't just invest into a hedge fund. Mm-hmm. You got to be an accredited investor worth a certain amount because if you were to lose and lost money, you got to be someone that's supposed to be well-versed in that situation. And, 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 People think you have to be well-versed in stuff. You just have to make the right decisions, the smart decisions. Uh, McGee on here, he going crazy too, fam. I'm going to read a couple of his comments to you, and you can rebuttal to him if you want to. He said, but when when you have very little, you become territorial. He said, damn, that's deep when he listened to the uh, he listened to the audio. Then he said, is people scared of home ownership because they don't understand it? And, and they don't buy real estate. They don't buy real estate because they don't understand it. That that was all right. Comments. So, uh, you know what? You this let's, let's go to home to go to real estate. I mean, what, what was your question when it come down to the Jay Z verse? I mean, he's just breaking down. See, that's Jay Z is a prime example of that. You cannot talk about the same thing <laughs> after a while after you done diversify. Diversify. When, when when I listened to that, I didn't know he was talking about capitalization rates. I thought he was talking about. He's not sitting at the cap table because, you know, the language that was a triple entendre because the language of. Look at you on the swords, man. What a hand clap said. Oh, man. Yeah, everybody hit him with the triple entendre. I can't even see it. Look at my boy Trill. He hit him with a triple entendre because when I'm listening to it, I'm thinking of the the Negro way. I think he's not sitting at the table where they're lying at. I'm because yeah, and I, and I can see that too. I mean, man, it's so many ways. It's like the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's all about the it's all about the person and their perspective. Mm-hmm. You can so many we can translate so many different things, or not just the Bible. Anything you could any story can be translated. Just like remember that blue dress, yellow dress thing. Yeah, and it looked like it was a gray dress sometimes. Or what? Is someone like, but they don't look. How do you get gray from blue? And they like because it's to the person of the beholder, man. Mm-hmm. The, I, ooh. Out of a hold, I mean, it, it might look like it to you, but it's, I get I get eleven. Mm-hmm. I get ten from five plus five. You might get ten from two plus eight. Yeah, that's true. But it's still ten. Yeah, that's true, fam. Man, so that way, so it's like he broke it down like that word. He broke it down to different things where you can relook at it the way you want. But in regard to home ownership, and McGee mentioned about people being afraid and all that. He said, "It's right. You are afraid of something that you don't know." Mm-hmm. So let me break some down to this too, like oh, like when you rent some. You know what? If you truly think about it, people that rent at times may be a little bit more financial, ob- financially obedient in certain places. Yeah, like in regards to paying their rent because they know they got to pay their rent by the by the fifth. Mm-hmm. Then by the fifteenth, it's actually you actually your stuff already probably down at the courthouse, <laughs> getting ready to kick you out. Yeah, yeah, you you got to. But go. guess what? But in home ownership, though. Mm-hmm. There's so many loopholes in home ownership that can help you when you don't have the money by the fifth. Yeah, yeah, you can sell it. Because let me get to you can sell it, but let me tell. Let's just stay with the payment. So, so when I say what people might be a little bit more savvy with their money and make sure they pay their money, or more, or uh, not savvy, more obedient with their payments. 
mm-hmm. of renting because mm-hmm. they know by rent got to be paid by a certain time or you're stuck on the side of the road. Yeah, you're in the street. Yeah, you out there in the street. So, okay, okay. That's one benefit that you know that you might be savvy on the money part. Mm-hmm. But in regards to having the loopholes just in case you can't pay it, mm-hmm. your rent is, your mortgage is not due until the 15th of the month. Mm-hmm. It's due on the 1st, but it's not late to the 15th. Yeah. If we get even deeper, you actually can go all the way to the 16th because the mortgages are always reported on the 30th day of the month. Mm-hmm. At the end so, of the month. At the end, so you don't, it don't go to you. Let me let people out too when they think they go, oh my God, I'm going to lose my house. I have people all the time talking about how they're going to, I do mortgages for a living, so if you need a mortgage, let me know. But I have people all the time that say, oh my God, I'm about to be late on my mortgage. I want to be late and lose my house. So, man, when, you, when was your mortgage due? The first. Okay, got it. When did you pay it? The 14th. You're not late. Yeah, you're not even. You late. actually, you still, you actually got a 15 day grace period. Yeah, you on time. Actually, yeah, you're on time, actually. And then your payment is not due and I don't report to the credit bureau until the 30th day. And then the next one will start on. The yeah, so, so look, so the 30th day, you can pay your stuff on the 31st. Don't, I'm not advising people to do it, <laughs> but say it's a 31 days in the month. Mm-hmm. That 31st day, you can pay, make your mortgage payment because it's still actually the 30th day of the month that's on the mortgage day, that's right. the mortgage calendar. Hey man, th- hey, psh, that game right there, that was a psh, hold up. It's not gonna report to your credit bureau until after thirty days late. So now, if you miss it and you pay it on April the first, mm-hmm. and you you pay your mortgage for March, April the first, you now got a thirty day late on your credit report. Just go ahead and know that mm. it's gonna be there for the next five or seven years. Even if you pay. Both of them. If you pay the last, yeah, it don't matter if you pay both. It don't matter that one that you pissed, missed on is yeah. gone. But guess what? If you have a hardship in in your mortgage, you can do a modification with the bank. <laughs> you still living in your house? Yeah, yeah. The foreclosure process could take time. Where you still living in your house, and you might get foreclosed on. Yeah. The fact is, there's so much loopholes with ownership. Mm. Uh, plenty of loopholes, man. It's it's multiple things you can do, but when you rent that apartment, it better be done. Or yeah, they rent that apartment, rent that house. Yeah, hey, you got to the fifth. Uh, uh, the fifth, I needed in my, I needed my hand, or about a fifteenth. Your stuff already getting packed up. Yeah, or the interest is going to revert back to the the original owner, and you got to go. You got to go. Yeah. But now, there's people that know the law that rent the professional renters mm-hmm. that can play the play the law out. You got a certain period of time to kick me out, all that stuff. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Hey. But there's so much leeway in loopholes. I'm sorry, Trevor. We done went on a whole nother channel. No, 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 no. We good. That, that and that's that's. I I like that. I named the podcast "Take Them to School," and Troy came in and took took them to school with the education, man. But but I want to lighten it up because something happened today, fam. Let, let's what happened? Oh, go go in with it, man. Now talk to now, I normally be talking crazy to Jack because Jack be having a feeling hurt. He be getting sad. Yeah. When I talk about them balls. Give, give me something about them falls, man. I got <laughs> But let me tell you that I grew up uh-huh. selling lineups, uh-huh. programs, 50 cent a hot dogs, 35 cent a piece. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I grew up doing that. I'm selling Cokes. Uh-huh. I was at that Needham State every week. I was on Cumberland Avenue every weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever they had a home game. Walking to it and walking back. Walking there and back on the bike, everything. So, you know, we was in shape. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I mean, I grew up on that ball, man. You know, so when you see them, I, I watch a ball game every time it come on every week. Even if it ain't so the when you whole see game, them do, it's just a little. Even at the whole game, I gotta I gotta watch the kickoff. I gotta see something. Mm-hmm. And them boys starting off four and zero. I like 
I can't even talk crazy to Jack and try to make him feel bad because I'm excited for him. You know what I'm excited for? We're going to talk a little bit about Florida, but I'm excited to see Tennessee be 6-0 and when Bama come to town. That's a possibility. It's a possibility, man. It's, hey, uh, do you know where you was at a 97-98 championship year when they beat Florida at home? Where was you at? Mm. See, that's like that's like the twist. That's like nine eleven. You know where you at if you're a ball person. I don't know. You where know, was you? Where, where was you at? Uh, what's my boy? What's my boy name on the chat right now? Robert McGee. Where was you at? Robert McGee. McGee. Where was you at? You know what's crazy? I can't remember where I was at at the championship game, but I remember where I was at when we beat Florida that year. I'm talking about Florida. I'm not talking. I'm talking about that championship year. I was on. The I know strip. where I was at. I was on the strip, car parked in front of the pilot. Watching the field goal post walk down the strip. Guess what? Talk to me. I was on the field. <laughs> on the field, watching people pull grass about the ground. Not only that, the woman I'm married to <laughs> not only that, the woman I'm married to right now. Yeah. Who I didn't know at the time, who went to UT at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm in high school, my wife's a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. She was carrying the goalpost out the building. <sighs> You follow what I'm saying? I didn't know her then, but just, it's just the fact that we were talking about where were you at in, during that time when they were Florida with T. Martin now. Mm. T. Martin. T. Martin, yeah. Beat Florida at home. Undefeated season. Where were you at? She said, I was on the field carrying the goalpost. I said, I was on the field watching you do it. Mm. You, you, see <laughs> you know that, what I'm saying? You see that boy broke, uh, Hendon Hooker broke records today, man. What you should Hendon Hooker, 1,200 yards already, zero interceptions. Uh, how many touchdowns he got? About fifteen touchdowns. He, he better start sliding. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, McGee said KPD brought the horses out on the strip. Yeah, look at that. You yeah, see? yeah, yeah. That was a good game, man. That was a good time. That was. I was eighteen years old, man. I know I'm dating myself. I was old. Uh, in nineteen ninety eight, I was eighteen, so I'm telling on myself. But at the end of the day, that was a good time, man. That was a real. I was I was selling hot dogs. At the, my first time ever working in the concession. Mm-hmm. See, normally I was working out carrying the stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually worked in the concession. With one of my people that went to West, and uh, and when the game was getting close, and about you know, I, I said, I'm gonna go out here and watch. Everybody was out there anyway. Yeah, and I don't went down there on the field when they won. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I'm surprised. That, Tenth grade year. I'm surprised didn't happen tonight. I don't know. I know uh, tomorrow, but today that was a good game. That was. I know the Vol fans happy. I know Knoxville popping right now. I bet it's going nuts. That's what I'm saying. The strip probably is stupid today. Yeah, the the Vols are sixteen and two against the Gators in the last eighteen years. They sixteen two win in the last eighteen years. The Vols are sixteen and two against the Florida Gators. You mean two and sixteen? Oh yeah, two and sixteen. The, but the game, they only won two games. Yeah, two. yeah Gator been spanking them every year, that, that, and they almost gave it away tonight, though, Trev. I was good. That's too close for comfort, man. That first half scared me because I was like, "Man, if, if, I'm gonna tell you what's crazy. If you look at the time of possession, right? This, this, mm-hmm. we break down a little analytics. Time of possession, McGee, help me out, man. Google the time of possession and and, and tell it to us while I'm, I'm speaking right now, if you don't mind, my brother. But Florida held – for Tennessee to score that many points and Florida had that ball for at least two and a half quarters, that's crazy, man. And that and Tennessee defensive line is horrendous. Yeah. 
horrendous. If they play somebody that can really run the ball and keep the ball out of Hendon Hooker hands, we're in trouble. And that's what I said that uh, if they they have to. So I was thinking, I told my wife, I said they got to lead by the half. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's the half. The statistics with that show if you lead and going into the half, you got a probability of winning. More of a probability to win at the end. Especially if you get the ball back in the third quarter like that. And, and that's a that's a there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you lead the half and then you get the ball right back. That was a good but dude, uh like you said, that defense line don't put much pressure at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Zero pressure. I don't know if that yeah, was the, so, the scheme or the play calling, but zero pressure. They were No, nah, no, nah, they weren't nah, that them boys, they they them lines, they they just ain't been because the defense line has not been able to put pressure. On the quarterback like it need to, but hey, a W is a W. A W is a W, man. And you know what I'm saying? When it comes down to it, a W is a dub. But uh it was a great game. It was a good game. If you was there, the atmosphere I bet it was crazy. Mm-hmm. A hundred two thousand filled that thing up. The checkerboard looked good around the whole stadium. Hundred thousand outside the stadium. Going stupid, probably you know, you got the dope boys out there with the cars banging and everything else out there. <laughs> Every everybody was at yep. that thing, man. Yep. And that's one thing you love about football though, is they bring Everybody together. The, the, the man selling the wings and the pig sandwiches and everything out there trying to get some money. Yeah, Sarge, uh, you know, I don't know if Sarge still doing anything, but he probably out there making a mm-hmm. sandwich. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> you know if Sarge was alive, he'll be. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, 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 the legacy of Sarge, so, uh, yeah. your uncle. Yeah, he would be 92, fam, if, uh, you know what I'm saying, he was still alive. But Robert McGee left the statistics in the comment section. He said Florida had the ball for 35 point. 34.57 seconds. Tennessee. That's over half of the game. Tennessee had it for 25 minutes, fam. Come on now. That, 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 and that mean that offense is octane. What, what's crazy about Tennessee offense is that I don't see us doing nothing but making big plays. Am I wrong in that area? It's just big. No, plays. no, you're not. You're right. I mean, when that, that, uh, that receiver come back, it's going to be even better. Yeah, but, but I need you to be able to calm down, too. Yeah. I, I yeah. like the fast pace. We score. We can do whatever we want to. But sometimes I like when – see, the dominance of Alabama let me know we can do the big stuff. But when we want yeah. to calm down and slow it down, we can do that also. Yeah. Dang. And McGee said our offense is our defense. Woo. That's crazy. And that, and the, dude, look at the running game. When the last time you see a running back just get the ball and run? A little ball, a little running back too. I'm, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just gonna get out there and actually make like move. Both of them was out there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Even the backup in the flat or whatever. So yeah, they was they they. But you, but dude, they cannot give any leeway to Bama or Georgia or LSU because we got LSU. Oh, I mean, but LSU. I mean, that's that's still questionable. Then also by them having, they don't tell them their momentum going to still be going when now they on probation for a year. Uh, whenever that's going to come mm-hmm. into play. Did you know that? Yeah, so we should beat them, but we got to go to Baton Rouge when we play them, though, fam. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's, you can't you can't let your guard down on nobody now, but mm-hmm. except for probably UT Martin, you can't do that either because everybody's going to knock you down. You see what Miami got done by MTSU. MTSU is a, is, is, is for real. They're going to be in the top 25, my opinion, next week. They, yeah, cause I think that did they move to the ACC or to a different – I don't did think, they move to ACC? I don't think so. I don't think they in a power. They left. They left the Sun Belt. They left the Sun Belt and went to a bigger conference. I don't know if it's the Mountaineer conference. One of them. Mm-hmm. I think they, one of them. They went to a different conference, but the way they played today, they beat up on TSU like they did. They went to Miami, beat them like they did. They're a problem. They're a, problem. a ranked team. You know, you you do you know what Murfreesboro is doing right now? The Murfreesboro is on fire right now. Two. 
Toot, that restaurant Toots where you get the wings and the bread is oh, is booming. They making more money than yeah. ever, <laughs> So, you know, it, 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 it's definitely coming alive, man. But that's what I like about the fall. That's what I like about football in general, man. It just brings a lot of the, you know, the, the corners of the earth. People come out, mm-hmm. come together, and be able to agree on something. That's a team. Yeah, and be happy. And then the weather changing. And the, this is, to me, if you are a hustler in any type of way, this is income tax season. Mm. Break it down, Trail. The reason I say that is because no matter if it's a legal uh illegal hustle or business or a restaurant or cooking, a mobile food truck, football season is when you're gonna get your bag. If you're an artist and you draw and paint hats or shoes or whatever, mm. people want those logos on 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 their clothing and all of that. A tattoo artist, any anything like when when those two hundred thousand people are in those smaller base cities in those big states, man, you need to be promoting yourself or whatever you're doing or creating when those amount of people are there so you can get some money. Because it's, yeah, that's true. It's that's true. tax season, man. Real Come on, I was having my stock company going. I was selling UT stocks and all that, and freaking SEC sent me a cease and desist instantly. Oh, <laughs> so I could, I could, I couldn't call it smoky. I couldn't call it anything UT. I could have the colors. Yeah, yeah, you can have the but, color, but you can't you have the color. Politics. I mean, you're right, but you can, but you, but man, right now is the season. This this income tax season. Cause if I had them stocks right now, mm-hmm. they'd probably fly off the shelf. Four and zero. I go down on the strip, having having some young dude, young kids post my socks up. Man, they'd probably make a killing out there. Checkerboard socks. You would make a killing. Hundred dollars a pair. Yeah, there it is. Twenty five dollars, fifty dollars a pair right now because it's convenient. It's right there in person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's to keep the change. You take debit credit card, it sure do. Yeah, because they happy, yeah, especially by them winning. They're happy right now. So the money you own up, like what we were saying about food trucks and stuff. Imagine what these restaurants look like tonight. Our mm-hmm. our wait for anything. The strip is going with bananas on money to make it right now. Yeah. I'm beating Florida. <laughs> You on a barbershop. Oh yeah, it's over with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> McGee said, I just ordered two new UT hats. I got I got one behind me, fam, and the helmet. Right behind me on the podcast, man. Hey, Troy, <laughs> we gotta we gotta get the two brothers back popping, man. You wanna do Let's something? Let's do it, man. You wanna do something next weekend? I'll put the the, the, the cabernet on hold for the two brothers. You know, no, we ain't gotta put nothing on hold. We're gonna let the reason why we've been we've been waiting to see if the people want it. If the folks want it. Mm-hmm. We'll give them something, and even if they don't bump it, if they don't, we still gonna do something. God, they two brothers gonna work it out, man. And that's a fact, thing because the the conversations are needed, even if people don't hear them now and they listen to the podcast ten years from now. The conversations are needed, and the conversations are educational, genuine, and and they coming from two pure brothers who we don't mean no harm. We just trying to work it out and have a good conversation and and, and and elevate the minds of the people who listen to us, man. You know what, though, Jeff. That, that, is the, has the crime spree done calmed down in Knoxville lately? I have no clue. It's pretty calm lately. I have no clue because I've been looking at the crime spree on a national level and it's retarded, man. Oh, it's going stupid, huh? Yeah, it's it's, it's retarded on a national level, man. But I, I, I don't know about Knoxville. I guess Tennessee winning. People getting money. Oh, yes, now when this, that, this, look, when your team and stuff like that got morale built up and it's going good, mm-hmm. people do lean back a little bit. You know, they ain't, they ain't, you know, they calmed out a bit. Yeah, if I'm not. But when you suck. You suck and, and you broke at the same time, man. You got oh, God. Man, you're thirsty. Yeah, you got. You're mo- freaking famished. <laughs> you got multiple things to be concerned about. It's a problem, man. 
Yes, no problem, dog. Well, man, I appreciate the time. Let me be on here, man. I hope we ain't bore y'all, but uh, appreciate that, dog. Hey, man, we ain't bore nobody, man. It's nothing but game for free that should be charged for. You gave some knowledge about uh, mortgages and what people can do with their house after they're not late, but they would think they would be late. That was I didn't even know about that, fam. I mean, it's a benefit of ownership, man. I mean, at one time, Trail, black people couldn't. It was against the law to own a home. But do you know what? When it was against the law to own a home, mm-hmm. they had sold more. They were selling more house to African-Americans then than they do today. Today, Why was they doing it like that, though? Break that down now, Troy. Because they I got redlining. You had certain things in place to where African-Americans cannot buy a home because they didn't want their value of their properties to go down. <clears throat> and certain areas, certain banks would not give money. And that's in the industry that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Was not giving money to black people, and you know what's crazy? I heard somebody saying that, that 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 I don't know if this is true or not, but you can educate me on this. That some people was telling me that the banks and stuff are making it harder for people to purchase homes now because if you owe a, a cell phone bill, they want you to pay it off. It's oh no, I mean yeah, you got the you got the collection and stuff, but not only that, student loans the new the new slavery. Yeah. So student loans have actually helped people back from getting homes until the government stepped in to make some things uh, more, uh, give, it, give it to more of an advantage, I mean, not advantage, but make it more of an even playing field. So, like, for example, Wells Fargo, or what's the other company down there out of Mississippi? God, it's a, it's a bank down in Mississippi that just now, so if you live in the Mississippi area, in Memphis area, they basically giving you money to buy a house. They got sued so bad. What's the name of that company? I cannot remember. Out of Tupelo, Mississippi, I believe. Tupelo Bank that got sued? No, uh, it's something. I think it's Trustmark, something like that. I, Google it, McGee. I think it's Trustmark, but that's the, that's the, that bank was, is, a bank is getting, had a civil lawsuit against the word. They had to give or make it more, uh, allow more minorities to own a house. Bank. So if you live in the Memphis area, Bank Corp South. Bank Corp South. There you go. Mm-hmm. Bank Corp South. Did McGee find that for you? No, I'm, I, I I looked at it. McGee worked. But there on. you go. Good job. Bank Corp South. They are now giving, there's a, 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 a statement for you actually getting home, getting the home. And you don't own, like you, but your credit don't have to be excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they're giving African-American and black minorities people money to buy a house. A 575 now, and I think it used to be a 630. I think it's 575 now. That's ridiculous. You down there now, so you can begin. So homeownership is becoming easier in certain places, but, but you know, but at one time, and it's the reason why people of color are so, uh, especially older people, see so much of an advantage of owning a house because we couldn't do it at one time. Mm. Ooh, building Ooh. equity in that home. Now we got to. Oh man, I'm sorry, e- I was going to get off here. Build equity in the house. I got to break it build down. Build equity in the house. But dude, oh, what about? What are your thoughts on when? Is it Gully the Kid or whatever? Gilly. Gilly the Kid. Was Jonin on your boy Rick Ross for owning the cow? See, the Northerners don't know about the, biz- the the benefits of land. The Northerners don't know about he's getting benefits of owning cows and, and different type of animals is tax breaks. And that's yeah, Charleston White mentioned all that stuff too. That's, you know, we don't like to hear Charles White on a lot of stuff. He sounds foolish. But like you said, he's a character. Mm-hmm. He said that. 
<laughs> when he was talking nice, nobody was like, that's probably our problem. We ain't cuss nobody out on two brothers enough yeah, well, to make them turn it on. We, we ain't ignorant. Yeah, we need to make some skits so where somebody come in talking crazy. We we get right crazy with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, just cuss them out for nothing. Say you, but no. But uh, in the North, ownership is very limited because there's not much space. That's true. And it's very expensive. In the West, very expensive. You've been out there and ate your, your steak and everything. Well, not in your steak, your, your mashed potatoes. Yeah. And Brussels. Going off a back plate of mashed potatoes, Brussels. <laughs> <laughs> but see, in the South, though, ownership is plentiful. That's true. And if you own a cow, you get a tax break for farming and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. If, you got, if you own land, you get a tax break. But if you rent out some land to cows to eat on it, you get a tax But break. now you actually. You get a tax break, but then also, if you own a cow, that means you got meat for your family for probably a year or longer, man. You you eat it, and then you got dairy. You got dairy if you if you're not lactose intolerant, whatever. You got milk, processed milk. You got leather. You know what I'm saying? You got leather. You got you got hide. You got all types of belts from from a cow. Yeah, that's true. If you, I know some people that own a couple of cows and they selling off the calves. You know what I'm saying? What what a cow, a cow go for about seventy five hundred on it? Or it might be more. I don't know, but, but in the days, I don't know. But guess what? You can probably sell it for a lot because you got so many benefits that come from it. So, so when you see someone, see if you don't know, you'll get behind somebody clowning that don't know no better. And at the end of the day, Gilly need to apologize about that. To be honest, if he's a humble individual, he if no, if he's a person that would be educated, yeah, yeah, he need to apologize about that because that's. That's foolishness, man. He was he was jonesing on him about owning you buying cows and all of this. You he was talking like he really don't got money, like he portrayed that he does. But Rick Ross owned the largest estate in the United States. It might not be the prettiest, might not be the most expensive, but he has the largest space in the United States. So why not get a cow? Why not get a lion? Get, get he said a lion. That boy get a lion. They gonna eat everybody up. <laughs> but if you got you and you got two hundred acres. And you're not, and you're not actually utilizing it by renting a portion out to for cattle to eat on by somebody because you people that own or got some type of reaper, you know, get money from it. Mm-hmm. He's losing. He's losing. And, and Gilly probably complained about getting his grass cut for seventy five dollars every two weeks. When Rick, right. Rick Ross this boy spending twenty yeah. racks. Twenty racks. <laughs> he down. Nah, he had to cut in himself. Yeah. But it's, it's 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 value in owning stuff, you know. So if you're not used to that, so. That's like when people come here, like, we you know, we complain, like, for example, I was complaining about uh, me and my wife and I, we need more space at our house, right? Mm-hmm. So our friends from California came in town who bought a house for 1,300, I mean, 1,300 square feet. It cost $850,000 in 2019. That same thing now worth over one, um, a million and a half. Yeah, yeah. And, and now it's worth over a million and a half. But we were talking about, yeah, so we, that was 1,300 square feet. They come to our house and we come, it was 2,700 square feet at the time. And we was like, yeah, man, we need some more space. Mm. We need some more space. Have any and, they's like, and they're looking around the house like, you need more space? Yeah. What y'all complaining need, about? Y'all need more yeah, space. Yeah, we, we got 1,300 square feet and we got five people. Mm. And you got 2,700 and we got, you got four? <laughs> That's and true. our house is double the price of your house? That's true. Man. That's a lot like those folks in California and, and New York and stuff have a different appreciation for stuff than we do in the South because we're so used to 
we're used to stuff obtaining stuff for a, a lower price and all of that. We don't appreciate the stuff as much as we should, fam. That's just my opinion. Yeah, but you know, you guys, it's just like when we talk about things ourselves. You know, we go back and retract the time to say, "I mean, I've known," or "I apologize," or you know, now I got some wisdom on it because if you don't know, if you don't you just, know, now you, you know. You, yeah, you know. If you and if you don't know, you'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know that." You know. Yeah. So either way, that's true. Hey, man. Two brothers gonna work it out, man. At all times, even if it ain't even on the two brothers platform. Me and Troy gonna work it out, my brother. Yeah, it is, man. Appreciate that. Uh, let me call in and talk with you, man. Hey, I appreciate you, my brother. I'm about to get up off this thing, man. I'm gonna have one more topic of discussion. I'm gonna get up off this thing and get me some rest, fam. All right, dog. I appreciate you. Let's give Troy some hand claps, man. Let's give Troy some hand claps. Is y'all gonna stay tuned in with me, man? I had to turn the camera off. My lights, my lights stopped working, y'all. My lights stopped working. But if y'all stay on the pod with me, you know what I mean? Call into the show if y'all still on. Uh, if y'all gonna stay on the pod with me, let's let's make the discussions, man. Let's have the discussions. But before I get into it, I'm gonna play my song of the week, something that I was rocking out to, and I was feeling the vibe too, man. Let's get it. They gave me hassle back when we used to capsule crack. Now I'm shitting on them just to pay them assholes back. Quarterback life, people want to pass you sack. Matt Black, Maybach, I named it Matt Hasselback. White back truck, the bounce might flash you back. Still DRE, Snoop and Dre, classic track. We dumb schooling niggas, time to throw them tassel caps. We the tag team that never tongue wrestled back. Ain't going back and forth with niggas, I don't battle rap. Safari Air Max in the jungle match with the habitat. If you need a brick stepped on, I know where some cap is at. Lost homies twisting my mental, just getting back from that. If I wrote my life in the book, I bet not a chapter wax. I don't know where your mouth been, it's blunt, I'm not passing that. I've been on Remy, not shorty that make cap relax. I'm trapped around. We pull it back to back, as a matter of fact. Matter of fact, back to back like Curry 1718. I figured Dolce and Gabbana fit better than state greens. Lay back in a six like I'm Drizzy in Toronto. Your bird gave me the box, I ain't had to put on no blindfold. Fab and Davies killed that record, man. But uh, I'm going to touch on one topic before I go. I'm going to touch on one topic, and if y'all want to help me discuss it and y'all want to call into the show, y'all see the number at the bottom, man, 704-968-8917. The Celtics coach situation. I don't know too much about it. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about it, him being suspended for a year. I heard the Celtics coach was, hold up, hold up, customers at first, stockholders in the end. That's true, family. That's true, my brother. But uh, the Celtics coach, right? He got a child by Nia Long, right? One of the finest, man. When she was on Friday, we thought she was the most gorgeous woman on the planet at that time. All of those girls that looked like that with that short haircut, Jada Pinkett, Holly Berry, we, we thought that was the most beautiful girls in the world, the people that's my age or a little bit older. And uh, Nia Long, she's a dope woman, though, but to me, the Celtics need to go ahead and just let them go, man, because why hold a person accountable for a year to see what you're going to do with him when he slept with the, the VP's wife? He's not a married man, but he slept with two women that's married. Whew, that's crazy, though, to me, to be honest. But 
let's hold the women accountable. They married. They made a commitment to their husband. You know what I mean? That they was going to abide by those vows, and they didn't for the man that was not married, that was the coach of the basketball team. And he cheated with two women that was in his workforce environment. By him cheating with two women that was in his workforce environment, you got to think about it, man. If you got a woman, man, she got a work boyfriend. <laughs> you you at work, man, most of the time dudes got work girlfriends, man. It's just, it is what it is in these work environments. Now, I'm loyal to my woman. I'm loyal to my wife because I, 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 I got to respect those vows that I committed to. I committed to that. So I got to respect it. But the Celtics coach, man, my opinion and my thought process at the end of that is that they just need to let them go. Don't hold them accountable and don't hold them back for a year and just suspend them for a year. Just let the man go, man, because if he, he did that now, it, the the relationship will never be better, man. You slept with the VP's wife, dog. But the women need to be held accountable also, though. For real. Where is the next level of music going, fam? Talk to me, man. I I don't understand that, fam. If you got time, call into the show, fam. I need I need to hear my brother's voice, man. I need to talk to you about the podcast you was creating and stuff too. You was telling me that you and the pastor had something in the works, man. I, we ain't got up in a while, fam. We need to just get up and converse, fam. We don't have to do it on the pod, even if I have to call you when I get off of the pod. I I you know what I mean give you a shout though. But he said, "Where is the next level of music going?" What you mean by next level though? Like contractual agreements, uh, quality in music, the next level of creativity in music, the next level in the art form of music. We don't know business on that level. Hmm. But the information is in front of us, fam. The information is right in our hands. If, if we don't know it, then we need to research it. That's why I appreciate it when Jay-Z mentioned what he mentioned in that song and that lady broke it down because I didn't understand the capitalization rates. I didn't know what he was talking about when he was talking about the cap table and he talking about capital uh, capitalism in his raps. So he's dropping gems in his raps that a lot of people don't appreciate and don't have an appreciation for. So I salute Hove, man, on some of them records, man, because a lot of the stuff, the information that he's speaking on those records go over a lot of people's heads, though, but... I kind of understand where the the next level of business is going. To me, the next level of business is going, it's going to be something else created. Like when Troy was on the phone, I was talking about music started with records. Then after records, it went to cassettes. Then it went to CDs. Now it's on streaming platforms. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Amazon Music. It's getting saturated now in the streaming world. So somebody is about to create something else. And when they create something else, they buying up all of these artists catalogs and stuff because they want to have the access to the music so they can put it on whatever platform they're creating. So it'll be easily accessible to us. That's what I think. And we were all emotionally invested in BET at the time. That was our only representation. It represented black, but it didn't represent black in its totality. To me, for real. Hold on. Bro, I was on an old link. I don't understand, though, fam. I don't understand what you're talking about. 
But BET didn't represent black in its totality. It had black people host shows and it had black people. Uh, what else can I say? It had black people representing the culture and everything, though. But was it elevating black people or was it elevating the channel? Because it, it gave black folks opportunity, but the people that was a part of the channel, I didn't see them elevate. That's what I'm, I'm saying, fam. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to play another one of my records, man, and then I'm going to get on another topic, and I'm going to get on up at you, man. I'm getting right up on at you. This is another record that I was feeling this week. I played that Fab record uh, back-to-back that was talking about Maybachs with Dave East. Then I'm going to get on to this one, man, and we're going to get on up out of here. Shit you had, I can't even fuck with this hill. On the band, on the chain, tell them, look at this hill. We took the rich nigga, you don't know what it took to get here. Can't hit the block without the shine, what it took to get here. Stand down, hard time, what it took to get here. A lot of pain, a lot of crime, what it took to get here. And I'm all on my mind, just to get here. When no shopping for the chain, tell them, look at this hill. It be the only counter, tell them, cook with this hill. Too much money, here in the bank for me to truck with this hill. These scars on me show you what it took to get here. Sacrificing all my time like a paddock on worship. I spent that little shit on shoe where they asking for verses. If I fuck up on my rap, then I'm back rehearsing it. That wound still open, then it back to surgery. Now he leaking, red flag bleeding. I'm on demon time, on the feces. Shark in that water, will it be me? He a lane, he can't get a pad breathing. If you know what it took, you'll be black. Hey man, thank y'all for tuning in to the pod, man. If y'all enjoy the show, y'all gotta go to those platforms that I'm talking about <laughs> that doesn't represent us to listen to the master audio versions, man. I apologize, but my website will be created real soon to where I won't be doing lives on Facebook anymore. I won't be doing lives on YouTube anymore. You will have to come directly to my.com. So I want to end the podcast off talking about the Brett Favre situation, man, the embezzlement of funds. And them embezzling those funds, it's, it's bigger than Brett Favre. It's way bigger than Brett Favre to me. Because when I think about it, I think about, <laughs> I was listening to somebody that I called a coon. Uh, he's from Nashville. He, well, he's, his, his show is based out of Nashville. And, he was talking about the uniparty. You know, the, the the parties that separate each other, the Democrats and the Republicans, but they both have an equal interest. And they both are equally interested in the welfare system. Because when you get funds from the, what I want to say, from the uh, Federal Reserve or whatever, or the government, and, and you say you're going to give these people a certain amount of money, they can put money to the side for their interests. So that is called the uniparty. They're united in this thought process. And it's bigger than Brett Favre because they gave him a certain amount of money to 
to help out with what he was doing with his daughter or whatever. But we got to look at the politicians at the end of the day who made it possible that that could happen. Real talk. And we got to worry about who we voting for, man. At the end of the day, before I get off here, I'm going to tell you all that I ain't voting for nobody, man, because a lot of people's. A lot of people. Interest isn't of my interest. I want to see everybody win. I want to see everybody successful. I don't want to take from no human being. But McGee said in the comment section, it also funnies money into the poor white base for voting. Whew. Because when we look at it at the end of the day, it's more poor white people than it is black people. It's more poor people, period. I noticed that when I go to these metropolitan cities that it's so many poor people because when you go to Los Angeles or New York, it's it's a it's majority of the people that's rich live in those metropolitan cities, but majority of the people in those metropolitan cities are poor. Real talk, man. Hey, thank y'all for tuning in to the show, man. Peace, love, plenty of abundance. Make sure you go get you some money, and I'm going to make sure my lights are fully charged next time. And I'm out. Chip.